it count backwards? That's kind of weird. It might all messed up. I thought it counted down, but it counted up on mine. Mine Anyways. skipped a couple numbers last time. <laughs> it counts like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, seven, six. I'm like, damn. I, it messes the messes the guy up watching his countdown. Um, this um, Jason, let's do a little bit of uh, of uh, homework or whatever. W. We got our Kydex holsters in. We we forgot to mention this in our last commercial that we did. I don't know. Um, we don't like doing commercials too much, but anyways, we got our Kydex Alpha Two Hundred holsters in. I don't know. We got like twenty five of them gone. We got them in yesterday, and they sold out yesterday. So, um. The guy's shipping more, I think, next week. By the time this airs, we should have plenty yeah, of stock. Have them. I think so. So what we're talking about is is when, you know, if you're not following social media or whatever and seeing them, we just announced them. We just put them on our website. But they did sell out. We're going to have to ship some more in. They're a pretty sweet little deal. Um, I need to get you one down there. I think I had Shannon hold mine off or uh, Jess hold mine off, so I'll send you mine. Um, so you can cool check it out. It's got a, a good mount on the side. It's got a little uh, tensioner, so it, it it changes the tension of how the how much tension holds it in. Just like a pistol holster, like a Kydex. Yeah, yeah. If they got a little tension, you know, clip on there, or whatever. So you got a little uh, Allen wrench. You turn a little bit, and it it pushes a little mm-hmm. lever in there that presses up against the side. And then um, it also has the mounting system for several different types of mounting structures so like you can get a molly mount which is like those those horizontal bar strapping that you see on packs and stuff mm-hmm. um we'll have a a rotational belt clip that latches onto a belt clip and then what'll come standard is just a standard clip you know like like a spring clip or whatever so but anyways it should be a configurable holster that you know you'll buy it uh it'll be 59.99 you buy it at uh it comes with a clip, but if you wanted to put like the Molly strapping hardware on it or whatever, you can just easily just change that. So, um, that's handy. Buy them at yeah, W Hunting Supply. www.dsupply.com. Yeah, can we buy yours now? Now, now, yeah, now, now, before you sold out again. I don't know. Again, I shouldn't say that we have plenty of we only got two left, so you got to hurry up and call so you can get one of the two do some trickery stuff here all right let's get on to our topic we're supposed to do we we got we got the topic uh we're gonna talk about running bears and cats at the same time not like the same same well not at the same time with the same dogs dogs. yeah and i suck at that so i'm gonna like normally i don't shut up very good but i'm gonna try to shut up (laughs) and uh, let you guys take it because i suck at letting my dogs run both i ended up I ended up breaking them off the bears (laughs) Ross is the expert Ross, on this one. Take wow. her away. I wouldn't say it. I yeah, uh, we were uh, <laughs> no pressure, Ross. Jason no were, pressure. Okay. <laughs> me and Jason were just trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about, and I just got a kind of a little text conversation with a guy the other day about it. You know, he was well. First off, he wanted to know if I had any bobcat dogs for sale, and I'm like, yeah, I no, <laughs> no, it's seasoned. <laughs> no, such those thing. are never. <laughs> those are never for sale, really. But, yeah, exactly. You know, he said he only... You want a good one or you runs, want a shitty uh, one that I don't want? Yeah. <laughs> I got exactly. one that you can say is a bobcat dog, but it's really shitty at being a bobcat yeah. dog. <laughs> but yeah, he was saying that he, he runs bears and bobcats, but he 
he likes to keep his dogs um, that he runs on bobcats and doesn't run them on bears. And um, it's like two packs. Yeah, pretty much. Or you know, or you got your two two main bobcat dogs and just don't run them on bears because, um, you know the the bears just got so much scent and the the dogs can wind them and and just run and give them give them some bad habits. Now I don't personally yeah. do that, but I I definitely think they're probably is some advantages to that if yeah i can tell you there's some advantages to that yeah for sure yeah it, it, your catch rate of bobcats i can tell you the benefit for doing that is the catch rate in bobcats bringing a dog out of the box that's thinking about bobcats is much different than bringing a dog out of the box that's thinking about bears you know what i mean like it takes yeah. a little bit for a dog to get in the mindset for a oh, yeah and I imagine the same is true for bears. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I've never been good at catching bears. I'm not good at catching bobcats either, but, um, my, I would guess that a bear takes a different type of dog or a different type of pressure than a bobcat. And so, you know, running them together, you're going to have some mixing or some, in my opinion, I think you'll have some frustrations that you'll have to learn to deal with. And we're going to have Ross tell us how to deal with those frustrations. For sure. <laughs> Ross is giving the one-on-one class. <laughs> well, you know, I, re, you're really good dogs. I, I mean, you're top 5%, whatever you want to say. I mean, they just figure it out. You know, I mean, it's like bird dogs too. It doesn't matter if I'm hunting grouse or pheasants or whatever. You're You're really good dogs. They just figure it out yeah there might be a little bit of a transition but they just figured out where you know I, I think there's other dogs that are are just get used to running bears and they're just always going to struggle on bobcats they you know they just don't have it upstairs to 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 transition as quick as as some other dogs um but the greatest equalizer is just taking them hunting you know um yeah i got it's a two-year-old right now yeah that two-year-old I got right now, she she is fast. And last year on Bobcat, she did pretty good. But I, you know, she just I could tell she was out running the track a lot and stuff like that. You know, and even the beginning of this year, she was out running the track. But here this last month, it's like she's she's figured it out. You know, and that's just track time. That's all it is. You know, it's just keep putting her out, keep putting her out, keep putting her out. As far as like not overrunning her nose is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It, she just wants to get out and wind. Um, yeah. you know, and I've checked her out on tracks before. Cause I'm like, man, there's no way she's still got it. And I'll go look and I'm like, man, she's not on the Bobcat track. Well, then here she is every 15, 20 yards zigzagging that track. So I know she's got it. She's sure. just trying to run it like a bear, you know? Yep. And, and some, uh, yeah. So like I said, the, the I think you're, you're, really exceptional dogs figure it out and can go from you know especially by us because we're hunting bears in the summer and bobcats in the winter so i think they mentally kind of already have that separation of game sure. you know where you're not trying to run basically letting them go and they're either running a cat or a bear you know you, you kind of got that break up anyways and and i think your 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 better dogs just just figure it out you know yeah and are are able to do both there's a lot of factors, though, I think. Like, Ross, I know you and I were kind of chatting about starting dogs. And if you're yeah. going to switch hit them, it's, it, I think it's super important that you try to initiate them on small game first. 
where they have to learn the process of having to trail or having to do this. Or when you throw them in, I mean, I'm fighting it right now. I lost my lead dog and I've got a bunch of dogs that, you know, were real good at looking like they were doing a lot of work. And I found out, eh, nope, (laughs) time to step it up. But, you know, those those dogs that are started on small game and kind of learn, they got the tool set, I think. They learn that first, yep. Instead of having to take everything that they know and then break it down, it's like, oh, what is going on? And I just think that there's the mental side to the dogs, the training in the beginning. Like I said, starting them on small game first, I think, makes a huge difference. Because even between small game species, like I run fox, you put them on a cat, it's... It's not trash to them, but they're they're not looking for it. You know, it, it's hard. But hey, you guys keep going. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna hit mute here. But I gotta make a phone call real quick. You guys keep rolling on this. This happens all the time. <laughs> She's I'm getting a big middle finger. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's interesting because that is a common question I get a lot too. And as a young houndsman, when I first started, you know, I was with a bunch of a bear guys hunting California. And unfortunately I wasn't at a place where I was learning much. You know, I was still new and I was just excited to go and do all this, but looking back on all the experiences and analyzing it now with 10 years of experience, it's a big difference. And you see, yeah. you know, not only the, the starting, the timing of it, but some dogs just have it like a bear dog is not something that you can make. Uh, and I'm sure you would agree with this. Tell me if I'm wrong. There is a huge difference between dogs that run bears and bear dogs. I would agree. Same, same with cats. And it comes yep. down to how they handle those situations. I mean, there's dogs that'll put up bear solo, you know, yep. time and time and time again. There's something special yep. and it, it should be recognized that way. And the same, I would say any dog that is switch hitting game, that is still not what I would say trashy, you know, we're not running deer and elk or coyote, mm-hmm. but you know, you're running Fox, cat, bear, lion, whatever yeah. that it, that's something I feel like as a houndsman community, we just, you kind of expect it like subconsciously. It's like, Oh, well they should just do it. Yeah. But when you stand back and look at it and you realize that takes a very, very special kind of dog. And it takes a yeah, and a very special kind of hunter too that can see what they need. You know, I think that it's just that partnership. If you've got one piece, you've got to have the other, or it's a it's a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. In a perfect world, I would, I would love to have my pups, you know, nine months old when cat season starts, and give them a (laughs) good, you know, give them a good few months running cats before I run them on bears, but. I think I, when we were talking about this earlier, I, I told you, I, you know, I got, I got, uh, three puppies right now. They're about five months old now. So they're going to be what? Nine, 10 months old. Come July 1st, when our bear season starts, I'm taking a bear hunt. I'm not, I'm not going to leave them. Yeah. I'm not going to leave them sit at home just so I can start them on cats first. I, I just, I can't do that. And is that going to cause me some issues going into next December? It might, you know, right. but I kind of also look at it as either a, you've got a puppy that has no track experience at, um, over a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they haven't been able to develop those 
bad habits or, or whatever you want to say from running bears, but they also they haven't, haven't learned been able to develop anything. Yeah. So, so I either, you know, start out with a puppy that, yeah, might have some, some bad habits or whatever from running bears, but at least they got some experience, you know, for sure. Um, otherwise if they've got nothing, your first month of cat season, I, I mean, might be just the basics with them, you know, walking them mm-hmm. into trees and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I, I just can't leave them sit at home. I mean, um, you know, maybe five years down the road, would I have been ahead to do that? It's very possible, but mm-hmm. I guess that's a, that's a risk I'm willing to take and knowing that I can, that I'm going to hunt a bunch on both of them. And if they're good dogs, they're, they're going to figure it out, you know? Well, and you've got an eye to weed out, even the ones that aren't going to make it as far yeah. as, you know, switch hitting. And for a guy to have an entire pack of dogs switch hits that, that's incredible yeah you know you're lucky to have a couple of dogs and i say that i guess i should clarify to do it and do it well it's like having a bear dog versus a dog that runs bears you know to have a group of dogs that can effectively switch hit game to me that is like the end goal for for a lot of houndsmen but we see it in front of us so much we think that's normal right you know it's like this oh the insta and facebook you know it's all in front of us so you just get to think well this is this is normal everybody has dogs like that i don't yeah rig dogs even people yeah most of the people i know well for one thing you run way more dogs on bears you know um or you're just able to hunt a lot more dogs so you know a lot of a lot of people i mean it's not uncommon to have 12 15 even 20 dogs in the yard, you know, especially if they're able to hunt a lot and they get them all hunted. Well, Mm -hmm. in the winter, that's, that's just not the case because it's so condition dependent. And, you know, if you're running two, three, four, maybe four dogs on a bobcat, that's, that's a lot of, you know, four dogs is quite a few dogs to to have on a bobcat, especially if conditions are iffy. So, you, you know, you just don't have the ability to hunt as many dogs either. So I would say most guys around here, you know, yeah, they might have 12, 15 really good bear dogs, but I, I'm guessing most of them aren't, aren't winter hunting, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and if they are six or eight of them are probably just kind of pack dogs that, like you said, there's a, there's a difference between a dog that'll run cats and a cat dog. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, maybe if they got six of them, they run on cats, they got three or four of them that, We'll run cats and two that are actual cat dogs. Right, so, doing the work. Yep. You guys will start yeah, all over again. I'm back and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not Can you re-explain back that? Back it up. <laughs> no, that, that's been pure magic. We can't duplicate that. Yeah, we can't. That was gold. <laughs> Internet gold right there. No, it's uh, the switch hitting thing. It, it is. A, I think it's a big undertaking without knowing it when you're doing it. Like it, you start realizing trash problems is what i noticed and buddy i'm sure you'll you'll attest to this when you go that's to what made one me. piece of game yeah oh man the trash play. problems like dogs you, that yeah. you've never had to shock but have just they've been conditioned you know so it's yeah. it's a huge difference so if you covered this ross then then just tell me pay attention to class next time or show, show up. <laughs> <laughs> but how would would you recommend 
starting with one species and getting good at it before you introduced them or or both yeah you're late to the party did you already guys cover well, that kind of <laughs> but not exact um not in depth you know what i so if a new guy was to come here and he's like i'm not opposed to running everything but he's gonna start with all new dogs or whatever would you would you what at what point would you recommend him switching bear bobcat like if he comes if he's you know what i mean like does that make sense would you want him so to get here, successful at one first or not successful but have some success at one first or if you were going to do that mm-hmm. i would try to become successful at bobcat hunt at running bobcats first which is in my country <laughs> much more successful or I'm still much working harder on that, to Ross. be successful I'm still, I'm still yeah. working on that one <laughs> and i and I, I i mean i'm not trying to pretend like i'm an expert but the reason i say that is because mm-hmm. i have seen dogs that you bear hunt really hard for a few years and then all of a sudden you're like oh i'm gonna take this dog cat hunt and yeah. that dog is like there ain't shit here i don't know what yeah. you're talking about don't know you know <laughs> and especially with our line of dogs because we our dogs are bear dogs. They're, you know, we breed for um, their bear hunting characteristics, so right. to say. I mean, does does the cat and stuff factor in a little bit on whether you're going to breed a dog or not? Yeah, a little bit. But our dogs are basically red to run bears. So we've seen dogs that, you know, we've, like I said, we've run on bears for a few years. And now you try to either, you know, take them coyote hunting or bobcat hunting or something, and they just... They, they got no use for them, you know, and, um, and I don't, I don't want to even necessarily say that's our specific to our breed. I think I I would say a dog is going to gravitate towards bear if, if they like to run bear, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you were going to do that, that I would. A a problem. But at the same token, I mean, if, if, if you tried to take my dogs and go catch a bear, you're going to have a pretty frustrating You're going to be mad. Like, yeah. You know, to. In order for us to catch Bobcat in September, and that's one of the biggest things, and I don't know if it's already mentioned or not, so I apologize if we duplicate it, but is when I go out there in September, I've got to cross a couple bear tracks to catch yep. a cat yeah. in, in Oregon. And so, and you're bear grounding. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll have bears which is run what, across the road while we're, we're roading and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and which is kind of the opposite of me when I was talking to you about going to British Columbia. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know if I can go that earlier because there's going to be bears out and <laughs> yep. there's bears out. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to catch uh, a cat. No. Yeah. No, I'll probably have vet bills. So. <laughs> well, you can't get, like Buddy saying, to your target species. I mean, if, if mine ran bears. I guarantee yeah. you this hunting at night after work thing, <laughs> that would not continue very long. You know, the small I, game I can get out and get back, but you know, you get a dog that wants to chase a bear and it is going to chase a bear to wherever it wants yeah. to go. And time is out the window. Yeah. We're you know, fortunate so enough been, here to have a, a pretty big separation between cat season and bear season. I, I mean, most of the time when, when our cat season starts, I mean, yeah, you'll see a bear out moving around every once in a while, cut its tracks, you know, in beginning of mm-hmm. December. But for the most part, the, you know, the bears are out of the equation. Um, and for whatever reason, I never have an issue. I mean, my dogs that I cat hunt the hell out of are also my start dogs for bear hunting. And they have never once run a bobcat um, hmm. in the summer. It just, I don't know. It, it just doesn't, ha- I mean, we have, you know, a little bit trashier dogs or whatever you want to say that'll run a bobcat 
they don't do a very good job of it in the summer, but you know, you can be like, man, they must be running a bobcat or something, just making real yeah. little circles and stuff. But for the most part, running bobcats is, you would think they don't exist around here in the summer for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. How how often do you cut tracks over there? Like uh, if you're to, you know, how hard is it for you to find a cat track over there? Mm. But he wants extremely to know if it's hard. Good cat. I would go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would not go anywhere near Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this after off the hotline. Damn it! I'm no, not I that mean, snaky. I thought I was gonna slip it. No, no. I just there's mean enough like, that uh, I get my dogs out quite a bit. You know, so they're I, passing. Well, not, I guess my question is: is you know they're passing up bobcats because? Oh yeah, know, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's. 100%. I guess that's my question: is not how many and I guess, but but the, they have the to bears, go past bobcats. And they, they both like to live in the same type of habitat, you know, the bears or the cats like it where it's brushy and maybe not quite as much wet, but the bears love it where it's brushy too. So I, I know, yeah, it's, if you had a dog that wanted to run bobcats in the summer over bear, it it would for sure, you know, interesting. Yeah. Is it because there's a break in season? You think that it helps you too? like between bear season, the dogs kind of get that reset. Yeah, I think I think that definitely helps. I think mentally it, you know, like I mean, I'll, I'll get out years. some. Yeah, I'll get out some more here here the next month or so while our conditions are decent. But you know, then spring rolls around, s- snows melting, and it's like the dogs. You can tell they're just like, well, I guess we're done for a while, you know, and they mm-hmm. just kind of lose that edginess and get a little lazy. But then all of a sudden, summer starts picking up, shit starts getting green, and you can see them starting to get a little antsy Perk you know? up. and it's almost like they know it's almost bear season boys you know yeah. so i do think there is a separation um but i also think you know i mean i run a lot of bobcats but my dogs are probably on 60 bears a year if not maybe a little more so they're on a shitload of bears you know it yeah. i just don't think you're gonna find uh I don't think, you know, doing it the way I do it, you're going to have a dog that likes bobcats more than bears, I, you know, just because they get so many more opportunities the sheer numbers. on bears. Yeah, if we had closure. a bobcat season, you know, and there's a bunch of bears moving around, oh, I'm going to be running bears. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. no doubt about it. If they get a chance to switch from bobcat to a bear, they, they're going to take that 99 yeah, times out of 100. So, hmm. so do you... I'm going to bring another species in here, but I think as far as introducing dogs to small game and trailing, do you work with coons at all since you're running I, cat? And I don't, bear? I, I start, we've got so many raccoons here. If your dog likes raccoons, gotcha. Good luck putting them on, catching. A bait, on a bear bait. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much discourage mine from running coons instantly. Now I think, you know, in this area, if you didn't want to run bears and you wanted to, to run bobcats and and coons i think your dogs would transition from one to the other quite a bit better you know than than the bears and bobcats um they don't run the same but you know they just can't run with a high head and wind them and stuff like like they can a bear you know right yeah well to to once they're jumped they have to over here you know in in some conditions it's so different like every area is so I mean, it, it is way different, even like yeah. I said, West coast to, to the East side of the state for, for us over here, 
Or from where you hunt up north Everywhere to Everywhere else here, except buddy, where I hunt is the easy cats to catch. I think that's the way you say it, right? <laughs> yeah, where I bet. hunt is the hardest cats ever. But no, everybody's got their, their, their challenges, but in, in different areas is different conditions with snow. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, I'm very limited in, in my experiences. I've done a little bit on the east side. I've done on the west side. I've done some links up in Canada. Um, and some days conditions are awesome here and and it's like it's just it's really hard yeah. to 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 pin down and I'm, I'm i would assume bears are the same you know what i mean like you can run bears in utah versus idaho versus wisconsin and there's probably Clearly some different. just differences you know yeah. that i'm not saying nobody can figure it out but um I'm guessing there'd be some challenges that are different with water and, and different, you know, yeah. things like that. So I don't know. But, yeah. By, um, by us, your dog better not be afraid of water or it ain't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they other have to places swim might, or they, is it? Yeah. Quite a bit. I mean, we've got it's some nasty. pretty good creeks. Yeah. It's, we got some pretty good creeks. creeks That's how we know. No, it's a creek. We got a good <laughs> guest today. <laughs> there's a river. There's a river, you know, that'll be couple hundred yards wide that they'll cross and they, they get over i mean you know we have young dogs that don't really love it you can tell well they'll get hung up at they'll get hung up at the water or whatever but they generally figure it out because they don't yeah. have a choice here i mean if, if if they don't learn to swim and learn to be in the water it, it just ain't gonna work so yeah yeah i've learned that after talking to a bunch of you guys out your way I romanticized it like hunting Wisconsin sounds like a blast. I think it would be great, but your guys' conditions, I don't think I'd like it so much. The water, like the coast range is bad enough. Like, buddy, how do you yeah. feel when you got to go to the coast range instead of up in the mountains? Yeah. Over brush. here. It's horrible. It's horrible ground. <laughs> we you don't think, guy, uh, it was one time. You don't uh, think wading in knee deep water and no, 85% humidity either. and. No. Mosquitoes. Negative. You got chiggers. You, you got like snakes. <laughs> we had a I ain't guy. Doing that. So the east, the east side of our state, Ross, is like pine pinions, open, you know, open forest. You can see in the forest. Yep. Hundreds of yards, you know. Tall timber. The west side has a bunch of blackberry brush and, and just brush. You can't see yeah. 10 feet. And so we're on this road one time, me and a buddy and, and a kid from the east side, another a friend from the east side, he's over there and and uh, we let the dog, we're coon hunting. This is years ago, we're over there. And, and he's like, we're just going to follow the dogs? And we're like, go right ahead, man. Hop on it. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> we're going to let the dogs Good go through that shit and then try to figure yeah. out how to get to them when they tree it. But he hopped in there and started trying to follow those dogs with that blackberries and stuff. And he's like, yeah, this is not going to work. You know, but no. so just, I mean, and on the east side, you know what I mean? Like the southeast, all that, you can follow dogs in that ground and, and walk. And there may be some hills and some steep and some bluffs. I mean, it's got challenges. So it's not, yeah. I don't want to say it's like, oh, every time it's just an easy walk in the park. I mean, they got cliffs and bluffs and stuff in places, but, but you're not dealing with blackberries where you're, you're getting poked and prodded and you can't move. And, and so it's just, everything's just every, sometimes these animals live in nasty shit that we gotta, they live there for a reason. Yeah. And I remember talking with Brad, Mombert when he went over to the coast for the first time and they had ended up catching a cat and they're like, okay, we're going to go around this road and we're going to 
just dump in the other side. He says, well, they're just right there. It was only a couple hundred yards. You've yeah. heard the story, haven't you, yeah. buddy? It was like a couple hundred yards. He says, well, I'll just go down, you know, through the creek bottom and whatever. Because coastal creeks are usually, I mean, they're small. But the yeah. problem is the briars around them go for like 50 yards or more. Yeah. yeah. And Brad learned a real quick lesson. You stick to the ridge tops over there. Oh, man. The GPSs have saved me so many shitty walks since we've mm-hmm. got them suckers, you know, because you're not trying to guess what side of the swamp they're on. Like you yeah. look down and, well, we're, we're going from the east side. We're going to walk three times as far, but screw it. It's worth it. It's Trust easier me. walking. Follow me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, you oh, can. Yeah get around that stuff now well like a lot of guys that i talk to when they're looking at maps you know they're like what's a big benefit to bird's eye and i'm thinking well i can tell you i have not had to walk through a bunch of crap i may have had to walk twice as far but i can tell you if i was looking at a topo map i would have been cussing the whole way you know having that bird's eye made a big difference in being able to get around because it is thick like like buddy said over here it's super thick where I like going east because you can do like he's saying, you can walk with them or at least you can kind of see. You don't have to get involved in the race and you can watch your dog's trail in it, you know, 100 yards out. If they're on the other hillside, you can see it. Where around here, you're lucky if you get to see anything other than dogs crossing the road. Yeah, that's all you see by us. I mean, yeah. I mean, luckily, <laughs> off the road, they're uh, gone. Luckily, I'll digress on a little story here. We, we took the kids out hunting and it's been a week or two ago and and my kids don't usually get to go cause it's so late. You know, I go at night, <laughs> but we lucked out and we actually got to run one right down in the Creek where they got to watch like 80% of it. And I thought that never happens around here. Yeah. Like you get to see them a lot, but the fact they got to literally watch almost the entire race and then crossing the road, it's like, okay, this is cool. This is like where the action's at. But when they're running through that brush and you got no idea what's going on other than what Garmin's telling you, yeah, it sucks. I like that open country a lot better. Yeah. But that's its yeah, own sure challenge, too. That. Especially, like, running the small game like the cats. I think you run them over in this brush country. Dogs can run them faster because yeah. there's more scent. I, more body Buddy scent. can probably correct me. I am not a cat hunter and never will be, most likely. But it seems like you get in the heavier brush there's more holding the scent that scent cones staying confined and they can run them where you get in that open country and it's all ponderosas and pinions. Yeah. It's rough scenting conditions, even on a jumped race, because you're literally running off the air at that point, the ground's not helping yeah. you being wide open. And then yeah. if you get a little bit of wind or something that that's going to affect it too. Well, like you said, that dog that's crossing every 50 yards and drifting the track that dog will look like a rock star yeah. at times. And it's going to look like a not real smart <laughs> yeah. dog. Other times, you know, all it takes is that cross to hit the wrong way and it gets blown out of a race. So it's finding yeah. that like fine balance between nobody wants a track straddler. Well, some people do, I guess I don't want a track straddler, but you also don't want that head out running wild and drifting. Yeah, for sure. How's that? I mean, buddy, you could probably tell us a little because your pack is kind of different, I would say. Uh, what are you saying? Well, I'm saying you, you have very different, you have a high potential for different track styles. How about that? Between Blue Ticks, you got the Red Dogs, and you've got Della, and then mm-hmm. Andy, yeah. which is 
you know, cat dog bred stuff. Do you see a difference in the track style? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. my question is definitely like with Della, is she a lot different dog when it comes to running the cats than the other dogs you've been hunting? Um, as far as like head up or drift in a track, she just does better more. at it. She's better at it. Um, yeah, yeah, she's more like a a running style, I would say. You know, which um, when she can get the track and lock on it and go, I mean, she can move that track very quickly. When she can't, she can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, there's times when and 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 she has learned to to slow down and work a track too. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know. Like there's some of the things that, you know, she doesn't bark as much as I may like, you know, um, and I got other dogs that bark more than I like. So it's, yeah. you know, there's a medium there that I kind of want. And I'd say my biggest problem with her, is she doesn't, she barks on a jump and a lot of guys would love that. I mean, absolutely. They're like, that's yeah. what they want. Yeah. They, <laughs> me. You know what I mean? Um, I'm kind of, for me, I, it, it pulls the pack apart when I'm working a really like if I'm working a drip track or, you know, something that the dogs are really having a hard time moving and, and there's enough sense. I've had her move out ahead of them and she'll get, you know, two, three, 400 yards out. And she could help speed the race up if she would call a couple dogs up to her to help yeah. her. Right. So, so she's worked it through a spot and some of the other dogs won't go through to her cause it's covered. And so now I got three dogs, you know, it, one time last year, it was like 600 yards behind. And by the time she did start opening up, they were so far back there that they couldn't hear her. And they, yep. they, they figured it out, you know, and they came through, but, and, you know, but they were running a cover track. So it's just one of those things. It's like, man, I don't want a dog. And at the same, at the same time frame, I don't want my dog, my other dogs just chase her around because yep. they mm -hmm. think she has it. So it's, so, you know, I mean, I'm expecting them to work the track too. Um, you know, and then I got dogs that maybe bark a little more on a, on a dim track than I want. And I'm like, I'll, I'll tone them or, or whatever to get them kind of shut up a little bit. You know, it's like, Hey, Hey, you, you've, you've already we marked know. that spot. We yeah. know, we know you got it there. Go find the next spot. And so, um, it's just different styles, I would say. It, and it sounds like what's funny is my dogs are same breeding you know, yeah. same, same line, but I got a little bit of what you got going on. My, mm -hmm. my old dog is, uh, that track's going to be between his legs. And when <laughs> yeah. our conditions are good, <laughs> uh, he's about useless, right. but right. you put him on a cold trail and he's going to jump that cat. It don't matter if it takes him, you know, yeah. two hours or two days, he ain't going to quit. And he's going to bark when he's moving the track. But the days the conditions are good, that young dog of mine, I mean, I might as well leave that old dog in the truck because yeah. she gone, yeah. you know, yep. but she's kind of the same way. She don't, she don't bark until it's damn close to jumped or jumped. Right. Um, and even then sometimes, uh, you know, if she's on it tight, she barks really nice, but you know, if they happen to make a big loss or something and she's the one that hooks that track, she'll be kind of silent leaving on it. And by the time she starts opening up. It's it's too late. The rest of them go. <laughs> yeah, the rest. You better go. <laughs> yep. And then yeah. I got another dog that's like the happy medium between mm -hmm. the two of them. Yeah. You know, she cold trails real nice, and 
and yet she can she can move but she's not quite as good of a cold trailer as my old dog and not quite as fast as a young dog you know so she's kind of that, that give and take there. yeah exactly yeah. and i you know i don't know which one i like better I, it depends on the conditions when the conditions it depends are good, on the day it's on the day yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say i got the, the same conditions thing the are little... tough give me that old dog but yeah then that's that's the hardest thing sometimes like because i have a my red dog and uh and i just say she's she's almost the most consistent dog i had it's not like she excels here or excels here and i don't want to say she's the best at anything there's plenty of guys that wouldn't keep her two days i mean honestly but she's always there she's always working really hard when i get there i see her pick up loses that you know i mean it's like i kind of chalk it up to our dogs picking up loses because that tells me are they working the track or are they just in with the pack you know what i mean and yeah. sometimes i'm like yeah that dog's just there with the pack but then you know i'll, I'll see my youngest dog which i thought you know i was like man i'm gonna i don't like her i'm, I'm gonna get rid of her and i'll just watch her pick up a lose i'm like well she's not there just to be there she's she wants to, to she's working yeah you know, she's working too but um going back to what you Do say you- there's days i'm like i don't know which dog i you know there's <laughs> I don't want none of you guys. All you guys, get out of here, man. I want a whole nother pack. Do you ever have the yeah. minor heart attack? Because, like, to me, that is, that's the point when I get really excited about a young dog. It's like, yes, you're going. You might be opening. You might not. But, like, the other night, my young dog picked up a lose. But in between that dog leaving and being independent and trying to take that track and hearing a dog open with them that is broke yeah that's like my heart attack time man because it's like yeah. oh god i hope you're right like at least they're quiet about it but yeah. it's like is this pup really figuring this out or are they tracking dogs because like, that's something i think a lot of guys overlook is especially with inexperienced dogs they might be coming through on a track but you that's don't know if they're it. following the cat yeah. or they're following the dog tracks because they'll follow each other out right yeah. i mean i see that happen a lot but yep. you know when they take that first lose, that's that says a lot, I think. Yep. But until they get out of range and they're dead quiet and nobody knows it and nobody figures it out, then you're walking for a pup. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can either go real good or real bad, right? And you're like, man, do I shock them or just let this play out? Do I call them off? Yeah. yeah. And then by the time you twiddle your thumbs for a while, you're like, well, it's probably too late now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, might as well let me do whatever. Shit. Yeah. 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 Just do whatever. We'll sort it out in the end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's fun, man. I, it, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's kind of fun having dogs that are do different things. And that's, that's <laughs> the fun of it is trying to figure out what their strengths are. And, you know, I, I see some guys that expect their dogs to be good at everything. And I'm like that, that's just not really the way it is, you know? I mean, those right. dogs that are great at everything, those are once-in-a-lifetime dogs. For the most mm-hmm. part, they got weaknesses. and You, you learn understand- that after they're gone <laughs> is usually <laughs> when you learn it. Yeah. You got to understand what those are, and you got to understand what their strengths are. And, you know, <clears> the if hardest my part old dog for gets me, behind and... Yeah. Go ahead. Finish. I was going to say, if my old dog gets behind in good conditions, I'm not going to be frustrated at him because he's not fast. Like, I know he's not fast. That's just, yeah, you know, that's the way it is. But tomorrow, if the conditions are horrible, he's probably going to hold it all together. So it's just the mm-hmm. way it is. 
Yeah, and that's kind of why I like a, a, a diverse pack or whatever. I don't want to say I don't, and I don't look for that. I guess I don't. I'm not. I, I don't go out going like, oh, I need to really have this hole filled. You know what I mean? I don't want to say mm-hmm. it. Just has naturally been, um, it to be in my pack. You got to contribute, and so you got to find your place in the pack. And I think that's probably true for most everybody. But <laughs> it's a lot like W. <laughs> exactly. Find, you don't find, find your, place. your lane. Find your lane and go with it. Not very comfortable around me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's why I work 300 miles away. (laughs) Yeah. Watch your own bobber. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good one. (laughs) But but at the same time, one of the hardest times I've had is when it's like, I'll go, either I'll go uh, up and help Bart George or or I'll have to go try to catch a a line for the state or whatever it is. And, you know, if if we're going to call her one. And they're like, yeah, two dogs. You know, we, we talk about which two dogs. And I'm like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Any, many, many more. <laughs> what are we looking at here? Because, you know, depending on the conditions, I might take that dog and that dog. And so I always have a hard time being like, yeah. man, um, you know, because for the longest time, like Della, really fast dog, but she wasn't really hard at the tree. And I'm like, man, you know, that sucks when you get, you don't have a dog that holds the tree very good. And, yeah. and, and then someday she's a million bucks on the tree. And it's like, man, you just don't know half the time. And that's the, yep. that's the most frustrating part for me sometimes. The is, inconsistency. Is I know if I got, it's like an equation. It's like, oh, if Shelby and Shy are there and they're treeing and they lock down, I'm like, okay, I got time. You know what I mean? If it's, if it's Della and Andy, I'm like, we better probably go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, run. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me. I had to find one the other night for mine, man. <laughs> that, that was real fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to the cat side, since you're running both, Ross, do you, do your cats in your area, do you see they they mainly tree? Because, like, I'll no. talk to Paul Laney, and he's like, every one of them's on the ground, which out here doesn't usually happen. I, uh, me and Paul have been talking back and forth quite a bit, because I listen to the, the podcast he did with you guys, and I'm like, dude, it sounds like you hunt with me. Like, it's mm-hmm. the, the same, you know, what he deals with there. Whether it be with his bears or bobcats and stuff, it's the same here. Um, yeah. I, what did I tree this year? Maybe three cats out of the, what, 12 or something, a dozen-ish that I've caught. They just, I don't know That's why, wild. but they won't go in trees, you know? Do your um, dogs locate the ones that go up pretty easily? Actually, or with them in bears and then mainly on the ground, do they have a harder time? It depends. Um, this this young dog that I got, she has been locating awesome. But I also think that she's so damn fast when they've treed, she's probably seen she's them seen go it. up. Yeah. Um, I see dogs struggle with locating, though. But I think part of the reason is because our bobcats circle so tight. Our dogs are so used to losing the scent and trying to find it because, because of the little circles they make and stuff. And I think dogs just kind of get tunnel vision like, Damn it, I lost it again. You know? Yeah, I, I lost it again. Where'd it go? Trying to sort it out through its old tracks and stuff when it when it's in a tree. Um mm-hmm. so I think your you know, your faster dogs probably are gonna have an advantage locating because like I said, they're gonna be the ones that actually see it go up. Um but I do I our our dogs, you know, I mean we have we have blue ticks. We don't have dogs that don't tree. I mean, some of them might tree harder than others, but you know, they're it's a treeing dog. <laughs> You should, right. they should tree. So, um, you know, we don't, we don't have that 
problem all that much, but there's definitely dogs that are better at it than others. Um, yeah. I, I Like I said, I think it's it also has something to do with them just wanting to find that track because they're they're used to used to making losses and stuff yeah in their circles well, I, think- I, I wish they'd go on trees all the time man i don't <laughs> i don't get it i mean we've caught 15 pounders little guys you know your your yearlings on the ground and there's nothing but eight inch popple trees all around it's like why would you not just, jump. just climb all you gotta do is that? jump <laughs> Just going the well, then because then you got to be careful. I mean, you start running more than two or three dogs on them, and yeah, you, know, you don't, you know what that could turn into, which I don't want it. Yeah, antibiotics so. usually. <laughs> that too, yeah, yeah. But it's just nature of the country. You guys get cool pictures though, man. I will say that. <laughs> what was I've that gotten- other video? Was it Sam Natoli put one up too that like bait on the ice and. We don't we don't get that as much out here. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten a lot better at the picture taking. That's for sure. <laughs> I always harder. forget the camera, man. I'm like, oh, where's the camera? I know myself. I br- I just use my phone for everything. You know, I uh, yeah. I got one of those. We'll, we'll turn it back. Do we have a commercial at the beginning of this? We should end it with a commercial. We did, but yeah, yeah you're good. Have a, have at it. We'll do a commercial for somebody else. So, Jason, we need to uh, get a hold of phone scope. I think we're gonna try and make a kit that we're gonna sell on those. It's mm-hmm. the thing that goes on your phone, and then you can yep. connect it to your binos. But, anyways, long story. I had the wrong binos. I broke my binos. That's why I didn't have binos to watch the kids when we were talking about the podcast. But, anyways, I, I think uh, that phone scope, especially for it's cool, um, bobcats and whatever. And and I assume maybe you can buy it from us, and we'll make some money on it. Right now, you're just giving phone scope some money, but um, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. We'll just give them a plug. That's a cool <laughs> little feature there where they. They hook it up sure. and you hook it up to your binos and you can get some really cool pictures out of your phone. Um, bears, Bobcats, just make an attachment like for the phone. Yeah, yeah, that that's a business I don't want to be in. Could you imagine trying to figure out the cases for every phone and then the <laughs> adapters horrible. for every binocular and dude, that's a pain in the ass. Nope. So a, a lot of times I put my uh, phone in video. Yeah, like especially on those bay ups and stuff, and I I just. I run a video, you know, and then you can slowly go back through. And I don't know if you saw the one picture I took, like I was right behind my two dogs and the cat was snarling at them. Yeah. So I yeah. got the, the <laughs> back cool. of the two dogs heads. And, uh, I actually sent that to Chelsea Hansler and she's going to uh, draw me a painting of that. Oh, oh awesome. awesome. And so, she does such good work. So that was a video yeah. that you stopped and took a screenshot of. Correct. Yep. It doesn't come out quite as clear as right. you know when you're taking just just a photo, but you know you can get that the timing and stuff a lot. Yeah, you a get lot a lot of the shots. Way, you know, yeah, yep. That's what we were just talking about. I think it was the last one we did with Chris Ingram because yep. we were yeah, talking about that. that. Yeah. I know a lot of guys that that do that in the video because you can go back and pick it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheating, maybe, but if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't cheating. Yeah. Whatever gets a job done. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's interesting. I I know there are a lot of guys who successfully switch hit like that, though. But I do think it takes a special dog. And I think if you're going into it, you got to understand they're either going to do it or they're not. There are things that you can do to help them. But in the end, it's going to come down to that dog's brains, in my yeah. opinion. And just take them hunting. That's, that's the biggest thing by us. Sometimes our winners are so bad. And- 
A lot of people only like to bobcat hunt when we got good conditions. Or if you're going to sit around and wait for good conditions, it might not happen. So might as well yeah. stay home. Yeah, if you're going to put your put your dog on half a dozen bobcats a year, it's never going to be good at it. Uh, I mean, it mm-hmm. just it, it just it doesn't work like that. So I try to get mine. Sure. Thirty is a good number. If I can get them on thirty, that that's a hell of a year, you know. But, yeah, that's a damn good. That's a pretty high goal. Good. No wonder his cat dogs ain't for sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send me some. You sell any of those things? <laughs> for the right, right price, everything's for sale, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, all right. I think we got this one wrapped up. Yeah. I would just tell the listeners, you know, a lot of these topics are coming from you guys and questions, and we've been getting a lot of interaction too. I mean, and it's not just double you they're messaging like Ross. You're getting these privately. I know Bear and Jared and everybody, Steve, they're they're getting these questions and it's provoking thought. So call in. Yeah. I know I'm getting ready to talk with, with Brett Vaughn too. Like the outreach people reaching out to everybody individually is pretty crazy. And it just shows me there's a lot of questions out there. And there's people hungry for these these little bits of insight. You know, we might not be the experts. <laughs> never claim we, to be. We <laughs> never will no, be. This is all just opinions and based off my experience. I'm not saying I know any more than the than the last guy. You know, I'm just maybe a little more willing to talk about it than, than yeah. most. It's just thought-provoking. Just- and, you know, hopefully we can bring up some different points of view. And yep. it just it, it makes you feel good to realize there are people actually getting something out of these. So we appreciate all the feedback and everybody sending the questions and feedback. It's been, been really great. Yeah, for sure. And we can end with a commercial. You ready for this one? Bye, bye, like, bye. No, no, we're not buying anything. Okay. We're, we're going to plead a little bit. Please. If you guys like what you hear, leave us a review. Even a shitty you one. You know, you can review. Even, yeah, we could refer back to, I'm not going to say Blame Ross whenever he was like, shitty review. <laughs> like, ah, Ross guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> But leave, leave us a review. Give us a rating. One star, five stars. I mean, really, we want to know the honest opinion so we can kind of keep this geared towards what everybody's looking for. If I get uh, enough these... five-star reviews, I'll fire Jason. Really? How many is that going to take? Yeah, everything's for sale. Hold on. Everything's no, for sale, Jason. <laughs> everything's for sale. Just how, how there's many a price for take? everything. What am I worth to you? How how many ratings till I get fired? <laughs> <laughs> no comment, Jason. You just <laughs> yeah, keep that carrot out there so that you just keep, yeah, right. It's it's way. Just just know. Just keep going. It's out there, ways, Jason. You're valuable. Well, good to know. I need a vacation anyway. <laughs> so guys, leave us leave us a review if you like or don't like what you hear. We just appreciate you guys all. All right, man. Have a good one. See you guys. Boom.